Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your Front Range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, it's been another really long day. Um, had a chance to hear from the offensive coordinator, Darren Cheverini, today. Uh, spent a few minutes talking with Brendan Rice. Uh, we'll be talking about that stuff today. It should be a little bit shorter podcast, hopefully. And then uh, tonight... I still haven't, there's still so much that needs to be done today, um, but uh, notes from today will be up, story about my conversation with Brendan will be up, so be on the lookout for that at thedmvr.com, and then tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun, so there's a lot going on. First of all, there are two practices that are open, or open to media um, over the course of camp, um, and both of them are this weekend, Friday and Saturday, I'll be up in Boulder. Getting to actually watch these guys play football, um, that's going to be really nice. Um, to, we've heard good things about the quarterbacks. We've heard good things about all sorts of people. But to be able to see things for yourself can uh, make a difference. And so that's going to be nice over the next couple of days. Tomorrow is also the Football and Olympic Sport Media Day. So I'm actually going to be talking with uh, Robert Barnes and the uh, linebackers coach, new linebackers coach, Mark Smith, 
tomorrow. Um, we'll be writing about that, obviously. We'll also hear from people from all sorts of different sports. Um, all sorts of sports. All Basically, all of the fall sports. Not quite, but basically. Um, and then... After all that, I'm going to be doing a podcast with a couple of the soccer players. Hannah Schartz, who came on the podcast uh, this spring, as well as Sophia Weiner, who is uh, a a good soccer player for CU. Um, So that's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, same like notes and stuff. That's going to be a bit of a long day. Oh, here's another thing that's going on. I haven't said this here yet, but we are going to do a tailgate for one of the soccer games. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So on the 29th, Colorado plays Florida State. For those of you who are college soccer fans, um, they're two really good programs that are just consistently like winning all the championships. North Carolina is like number one. And weird thing, actually yesterday, North Carolina's head soccer coach followed me on Twitter. And I have no idea why, but that's... Uh, Something I figured I'd say. Um, But then also Florida State. Florida State's actually the preseason number one. And Colorado has two games in an exhibition. The two real games are, uh, let's see, those are Colorado College and Colorado State. So on the 29th, it's a Sunday, Colorado should be undefeated going up against the number one team in the country. And what we're going to do is show up for the game, which is at like 1130. We're going to get up there at like 9, 930. And Breckenridge gave us a bunch of beers. So if you guys don't have anything to do on that last Sunday before college football starts, come hang out, come drink some free beers, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So there we go. Saying that now, we'll plug it a few times between now and then. But seriously, that is going to be a really good time. Um, and hopefully the weather's good. But yeah, so there's that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a long couple of days. Oh, I'll plug this one more time too. Matt McChesney on that last podcast, definitely go back and listen. He has, uh, he has his, a very specific view of Colorado football that is different than literally anybody else alive. Combination of being a former player... Um, training a bunch of the current players, being involved in recruiting in general. Um, Unique perspective and unique but great person. So definitely go back and check that out. Um, Yeah, so that's what's up. And before we get into what we learned from Darren Cheverini and Brendan Rice today, let me tell you a little bit more about the presenting sponsor of this podcast, the Colorado XOs. So the Colorado XOs are a rugby team. And they are, they're good. They uh, went like 500 last year, but with brand new players. And so really it was better than it sounds like. I don't, I don't know. Everybody always hates like excuses and like, yeah, okay. whatever. Sure, it's an excuse, but having nobody on the roster who's ever played rugby before seems like a pretty good excuse excuse to me um the point is they're doing cool stuff they've got movies playing at infinity park out at glendale um which is awesome you can check out their website for more information on that follow the dmvr uh rugby podcast dmvr rugby on twitter uh the website all that stuff and stay in touch with what's going on in the rugby world out here actually glendale's known as rugby town usa so there we go Oh, no. Oh, okay. I was just... It's 
Google always wants to cause issues with me. Um, but what were we talking about? Oh, Darren Cheverini. That's right. Uh, he has some interesting stuff to say for sure. Um, probably the biggest note, I think, um, was what he said about scoring. He said there was definitely some good things that happened last year, but what they're trying to do now is get up to 35 points a game. That's where he wants to live. And he says if, if they're putting up those points, they're going to have a really good season. Um, obviously, 35 is a big number. He said that's basically, and the math checks out, that's basically adding a touchdown on to what they did last year. I don't think it's unreasonable. Definitely don't think it's unreasonable. But 35 is a big number. Um, and just for context, I went back and looked. I didn't include last year because last year is a short year, so the numbers are going to be kind of weird. But in 2019, two Pac-12 teams put up at least 35 points per game. I'm going to pause for a second, see if you guys want to make guesses. Um, and I'm going to stop the pause right now. Uh, first of all, you had Oregon put up 35.4. And you'll remember, this was back when... Uh, Mike Leach was still at Washington State, and they put up 36 a year. Um, or 36 a game, sorry. 36 a year would be pretty terrible. That'd be three points a game. But um, obviously, just using that for context, lofty goal. But we've talked about it before. You, you look at the weapons. You look at the, the trenches, what they have down there, the competition that they have. And I don't know. There's, there's obviously a lot to like. Um, the question, of course, what's up with the quarterbacks? And Darren Cheverini basically told us what's up with the quarterbacks. Now, again, you uh, worry just a little bit um, about whether you say one thing to reporters and think something else in your brain, especially when it isn't like, like Broncos camp, for example, the reporters are in there watching everything that the quarterbacks do. And you can't just say, Oh, they've been really good when the reporters can say, well, actually, they threw three interceptions and completed less than half their passes today, which I think has happened at some point. Um, but there's that caveat that there always is. Um, again, though, Darren Cheverini was happy with what he saw. Um, he said that they've got some really good quarterbacks. Um, he said that he thinks that once we get to go watch a couple of these practices, we're going to be saying the same thing. Um, he said that, uh, let's see. Oh, they're, they're making throws. They're getting the ball out of their hands and they're limiting turnovers. Uh, so I'm pleased with that as a play caller. Um, and that was kind of the quarterback update. Oh, I guess there was a little bit more afterward, but, uh, he also said Drew Carter has been getting better each and every day. I like where we're at there. Um, and, uh, it's a competition for a reason. They're still trying to figure it out. And he thinks that they're taking ownership of their reps and they're playing well. Um, and they both have different skill sets. Um, two, okay, there we go. Here's more. They're two, they are two very competitive players. They're both gifted. They really are. JT can really throw the football. He's got great touch. Um, Oh, and B. Lou. Sorry, some of this transcription is not good. B. Lou, as in Brendan Lewis, his throwing is leaps and bounds better than where he was in the spring. That's what you want to hear. He said he's taking the next step, in my opinion. He's got the running ability, and he's a smart player. And he said, and so 
I truly believe that this competition is good for the football team, has been good for them as players, and if whoever gets the nod, it's still not over. You've got a 12-game season. Um, you know there's going to be some ebbs and flows. Um, but he said he thinks it's a really good situation to be in, and he feels really strongly about that room right now. Again, he wasn't going to come out and say, now actually they suck. We're going to have to run the ball a lot. But it did sound genuine, and who knows? Darren Cheverini, you know, he's a recruiter. He could definitely sell people on stuff, but but I don't know. I'm choosing to believe him. Um, what else do we have here? Um, let's hold off on what Brendan Rice had to say because I asked him about the quarterbacks too. But we'll jump to that later. Um, asked him about Brady Russell. And he said um, that it got really hard, especially down the stretch last year, um, because they want to use 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, and they want to throw to the tight end, but teams realize that they're not throwing to tight ends. You'll remember, so so Brady Russell played that first game, got hurt in the first series of the second game. Um, he put up five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown over the entire season. The rest of the tight ends put up five catches for 22 yards and zero touchdowns. So, yeah, when you're going down the stretch and you've got those numbers behind you, teams aren't going to be worried about the tight ends, and that just changes everything. Um, but he said that he looks good. He's in shape. He's been showing up in camp. It's a big part of our offense. Um, and he said we, we have to keep continuing to recruit and develop tight ends if you want the offense to take the next step. Um so, yeah, uh, talking about some of the other tight ends, he brought up, uh, first of all, Caleb Fourier, which is nice. You know, I think that throughout camp, I, I was hoping to hear about all these tight ends, Caleb Fourier and Eric Olson and a bunch of these young guys. Um, but it just hasn't really happened. And, again, that's one of those positions we talk about a lot where, it does take some time to mature into your body because it's similar to what offensive linemen have to do. You're not going to see an offensive lineman play as a true freshman often at all. And even to play in his first couple years would be really impressive. Tight end, not quite like that, but pretty much as close as you're going to get on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that's why it was kind of exciting today for Chev to say, yeah, kill Fourier. Um, let's see. Yeah, he's been a guy that's uh, made plays for us. I uh, brought up Alex Pell as well, something we've heard before. Um, former linebacker who shifted to tight end last year. I uh, he say he's been very impressed. He's physical. He'll hit you. He'll make plays for you. He's that blue collar, uh, brings his lunch to work every day. You love that. Um, so those are the two names he shouted out. I brought up uh, Matt Lynch. And apparently Matt has been just a little bit banged up during camp too. Um, and that's what Chev said was he, uh, he needs to stay on the field. You know, you can say you want to play, but you got to be able to get out there and play at the end of the day. And for Matt, he's, you know, hasn't been able to do that. Uh, so really nothing there. Let's see. <laughs> oh, here's something. Uh, Chev was asked about Jarek getting, what was it, 30 touches a game last year? 
And he said, yeah, you can't do that over the course of a 12-game season. Just kind of point blank. Um, Again, he's right. Maybe it would have been more fun for him to say, like, well, you know, he's he's a good back, whatever. But, I mean, Jarek told us that what, I think he started the season at 185, and by the end of it, he was down to 175. Does does doubling the number of games he plays means, like, you double the weight loss, and all of a sudden he's trying to play power five running back at 165? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, but, yeah, he said uh, Alex Ashad... Um, oh, so you said Alex Ashad and then Jay Lee Stacks has shown up in camp. He's a big physical kid, knows what he's doing. And then Joe and Joe Davis, um, I really believe that we've done a good job developing that room. Shout out Darian Hagen for doing that. Interesting though, you know, this has been kind of a trend, um, Jay Lee Stacks getting some hype. I'm, I'm officially ready to say I think he's I think he's running back four this year. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be playing a bunch of tailback, but because of all the different things he provides, I think he's number four on you know the the snap count at the end of the season when we look at these guys, assuming health, which is not an assumption you can make. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to watch Jaylee. Um, but also Joe Davis, he said that Dion Smith broke a big run today. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, gave gave the credit to the running game to the offensive line. That's kind of what you expect there. Um, you said there's a reason that we ran like we did, and uh, Jarek's gonna do what he does. But that's the offensive line putting up those numbers. Yeah, you know, um, not too much in there. I skipped a little chunk here. Uh, he said that this is the best that they've been able to run the football since the early 2000s. Um, talking about going over 200 yards a game, especially in the Pac-12, uh, you're going to win a lot of football games. And he said, we got to throw the ball better. And that's the quarterback and the receivers and the tight ends. Um, so far in camp, he's seen what he wants to see. I feel like that's just about all of it. Um, all right. Um we can move along. Uh, like I said, we'll jump into some Brendan Rice notes. He talked about the quarterbacks too, and I think maybe biggest note of the day was something he said. But uh, before we do that, I want to remind you guys, whole bunch of written content on the website, thedmvr.com. You get to read it if you're a member. And right now is the time to sign up because if you use the code CAMP2021 and get a membership to DMVR, you will also get... A $60 gift card to the DNVR locker. We've got a shirt with Nate Lamon on the way. There's a bunch of cool shirts already in there. Um, you can basically pick out two of those and get a membership. It's a cool deal. Um, so definitely get in on that. Uh, also, if you're looking for a place to host, host, I couldn't decide between hold or host, your uh, fantasy draft, well, DNVR bar is the spot. Uh, you can get yourself two free pitchers of beer if you bring a group of 10 or more to, to the draft. It's a... Uh, like I said, a cool deal. Uh, you can email gm at thedmvr no the thedmvrbar.com and get you all set up, uh, or uh, just give the bar a call after three o'clock when it's open. Um, cool. Also, Breckenridge Brewery. Um, 
I, I'm, let's see, when was the last time I had some Breckenridge beers? Oh, Trivia on Tuesday, there were some. Uh, also, seems like a good time to say, they gave us a bunch of beers from, like, or for that tailgate. So, again, if you don't have anything to do at a Sunday from, like, let's see, two-hour soccer game, that'll get over at 1.30. Uh, we'll be up there at 9.30. If you don't have anything to do for, like, four hours on that Sunday, Come drink free beer and hang out and watch soccer, and then we'll all just go in and watch the game together. Colorado trying to topple the number one team in the country, and it'll be hopefully a nice sunny day, and we can kind of hang out before things get crazy in football season with a bunch of Breckenridge beers. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, so don't don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Oh, also, Breck, giving 1% of the profits to the National Parks Conservation Association. We love that. Uh, just so many awesome things that they do because they're awesome people. Manscaped. Nope, sorry. I lied. Ball, as in ball arena, as in ball corp, as in, I don't know. Oh, aerospace, ball aerospace. They do a whole bunch of different things up at ball. And um, they also pay attention to the environment, which is something that people who, you know, do things like make 101 billion cans in one year, it's something that they don't always focus on. So we really appreciate companies that do that. Um, They're cutting emissions, aluminum cans, by the way, 75% of all aluminum that's ever been created is still in use today. So it's like basically the most sustainable of your drinking options a lot better than like a plastic bottle for example you wouldn't want to uh wouldn't want to drink out of one of those um but they have a 400 person plant out in golden um obviously there's a a big demand for sustainable beverage cans because uh, people drink a lot of things and also they want good things for the environment Uh, so if you're looking for somewhere that you want to work that's a great option um, they're well known for their diversity and inclusion and all that kind of stuff. They win a bunch of awards. Uh, so make sure that you get out there. Oh yeah. Corporate equality index score of 100% from the human rights campaign. Seems like a good place to work. All you gotta do text golden to seven, seven, two, two, two. You'll get linked to open positions. Uh, you can also go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 okay uh some brendan rice notes first of all i think the like i said the most interesting thing he said was about the quarterbacks i just asked him what do you what do you think about those guys and guess what he had good things to say about them but my favorite thing that he said was that Brendan Lewis has been doing everything that he said he was going to do. That's, that's the kind of thing you want to say. Like, it's one thing to say like, Oh, they look good. They're throwing footballs. Well, that sort of stuff. But to have him say he's doing everything that he said he was going to do in camp. That's a very big positive sign. Um, and he also said, you know, he's proud of how JT came in, um, was a leader, um, has a good arm. He actually, he said an exceptional arm. Um, but yeah, he, he likes what he's seen. Um, and yeah, he said, 
Brendan Lewis kind of stepped up and said, I know what happened last year. I'm ready to go ahead. I'm going to take control this year, lead you guys to a Pac-12 championship. Um, and he said both those guys have stepped up. He's excited to see who's going to win. Um, so there's some insight from a receiver. Uh, also, in terms of a goal, he said he wants a 1,000-yard season. And on top of that, he wants three of them to have at least 1,000 yards. Wow. That's uh, again we we heard from Colby versus or sorry Casey Roddick saying we want two guys with a thousand yards running, ideally three, three three thousand yard receivers might be uh, a little bit easier to do. Um, split the summer between Colorado and Arizona, uh, has a receivers coach down there working with some NFL guys, working with some of the Oregon guys. Uh, and he said it was valuable. He's been working on uh, getting in and out of routes smoothly, you know, being uh, not all chunky and slow in that transition. Uh, he said there's always room for improvement, but he feels like he's doing a little bit better. Um, wearing the number two because two, sorry, no, that was almost the dumbest thing I could have said. B is the second letter of the alphabet. So there you go. Um, but also his brother played um, and wore number two in high school. And he was kind of like a legend, kind of followed in his footsteps, kept that going. Um, oh, this was good too. Um, talking about the receiver room, what gets him so excited about it is just how many different guys there are. Um Everybody brings a certain quality to the receiver group. Um, you might get a deep threat. You might get a route runner. You might just get a strong physical cat. Um, you're going to get the best out of a person each and every play. And I thought that that was a good point, and that's maybe something we don't spend enough time talking about. Um, you know, Because you can bring in Daniel Arias off the bench, who's just massive and can stretch the field. You can bring in uh, Jalen Jackson, who's just speedy. You can bring in Keith Miller, who's just a really big dude, almost more of a tight end type of body, honestly. Um, yeah, I thought that was a good point. Um, brought up Dimitri saying he's the fastest on the team. He said if they're doing like those 20-hour races, he is not the fastest. But if they're uh, like run a 40-yard dash, he he's said he's going to be up there and he might be top soon. So there you go. Go. Um, uh, talked a lot about uh, Christian Gonzalez with him. He said it's been a real battle going up against him in camp. Um, and he said that he like sees a bunch of different corners in him. You know, he goes and watches Patrick Peterson or Jalen Ramsey, um, a bunch of those guys. And he says that you look at Gonzo, and it's like you just have characteristics from so many of those guys. You know brought up Deion Sanders with just like the savviness um the Patrick Peterson's hips uh, how he can just open those up like it's nothing um he said everything just looks smooth um and he's smart you really got to attack his technique to get behind him you have to get in his blind spots um you're just pr trying to play like peekaboo with him Brendan said but it's hard they say he's a great player he's an exceptional player I'm just happy that I get to I get that every day I get to go against him um so yeah 
Um, oh, oh, the other one. Uh, I asked him uh, who he like molds his game after. First of all, he said uh, Jerry, the savviness. He made everything look the same. Um, that's Jerry Rice. You may not have heard Brendan Rice's father. Um, but he also said DeAndre Hopkins, Julio, DK has the speed and aggression. Julio is a big dude, but he can also get in and out of routes. He like he's smart too. He can play like the mental games, um, hide in blind spots, do that kind of stuff. Um, then Devonte, true route runner. Um, he said Devonte Adams wasn't a fan of his releases, but he can run routes. Um, yeah, just taking a bunch of things from a bunch of those guys. Um, he looked good for sure. Um, I don't really have any notes. It wasn't like mind boggling or anything talking to him. Um, but yeah, excited to see what he does. It's sometimes you forget that like, what, this is the second year. So he's nineteen twenty. not that he like acts like it or anything, but you just like, you walk away and it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Do we need to temper expectations? And I don't think so, but that's a young group. There's some young receivers there. Levante a year ahead of him. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for that stuff. Oh, before we get out of here, the DraftKings pick of the week. We're taking unders in these preseason football games. Um, there's one that's going right now, this Eagles-Seahawks one. Or, sorry, Eagles-Steelers one that doesn't look like it's going to hit. But preseason football is for betting the under. And if you just bet all these unders... You're going to feel good. Um, uh, pick of the week, I should probably just pick one to go with. Uh, so let's take a look through the upcoming games because I didn't do that yet. <laughs> okay. Um, what's a what's a big number? Cowboys-Cardinals at 39.5. They are kind of explosive. Got Jacksonville-Cleveland at 37.5. <laughs> Chiefs Niners at 39. That's what we're going to take. We're going under in that Chiefs Niners game. There we go. Saturday at 6 o'clock. Under. That's your DraftKings pick of the week. That's going to do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with some of those soccer players talking about some soccer. And then uh, be back to the normal football stuff on Saturday. We're going to have a lot of notes to get through on Saturday. So you guys better be ready for that. Um, that's going to do it for today. I'll see you guys then.